Hey Red Wings fans, as you guys know, there is nothing like the great sport of hockey. You've got that fast tempo, you've got guys putting up the fisticuffs, got these highlight reel plays. How many more lacrosse goals are we going to see for the rest of the season? This is incredible. But for some of us hockey fans out there, it does get pretty tough. We got to search for some excitement. I'm talking about us Red Wings fans. Where are we going to find some excitement? Well, I can help you with that because I'm going to give you a source here. It's mybookie.ag. Put a little money down on these Red Wings games and let's make them a little bit more interesting. Now, mybookie.ag isn't just that site where you're going to be putting down your money. This site's going to help you with understanding every team and every game so then you get to take that knowledge and turn it into some cash nobody gives you more ways to win than mybookie.ag mybookie has the best payouts better odds than any other sports book i am telling you right now the brothers of discussion putting their stamp on it they trust mybookie.ag you can risk a little you can risk a lot and right now as revenue fans Maybe we want to make these games just that much more interesting, so we're going to drop down a little extra dough. But with Christmas around the corner, there's daily gifts that you can keep an eye on. You've got free plays, free spins, some uh, early Christmas presents coming your way as long as you go to mybookie.ag. Now, if you join mybookie right now, you will have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $100, you're going to receive $50 to play with for free. We'll play this game one more time. If you put down $200, guess what you're getting? That's right, $100 to play with. You can turn that money into whatever you want. You've just got to use the promo code THPN. That is in reference to the Hockey Podcast Network. Use the code THPN and activate your account, and you're going to be able to get this half of your deposit put right into your account from day one visit mybookie.ag today you play you win and you get paid in a way we go Hi everybody, welcome to episode 37 of the Discussion 5, uh, man, Jesus, alright, I've been up since 5, uh, with my baby girl, where are we, alright, we're the brothers of Discussion, we're talking hockey, I mean, uh, Red Wings hockey, oh my god, uh, we're talking the five most pressing matters for the Detroit Red Wings, there we go, coming to you every Monday and Thursday morning, hope y'all enjoy the Super Bowl, because... Super Bowl, Def- Super Bowl, Super Bowl! Definitely- I said it! <laughs> yeah, you definitely didn't enjoy the uh, back-to-back games against the Rangers. So, oh. uh, gotta love it when the articles written around uh, the two games are Red Wings disappointed and lost, but happy with effort. How many times has that been said? Alright, so, uh, we're the brothers of discussion, which means uh, we've got more than just hockey to talk about, so we want you to check out bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com to check out all of our um, coverage of pro wrestling. Uh, that can uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at, at bodpodcast, Facebook, we're the brothers of discussion, Instagram, we have a shared account for uh, the discussion five and the brothers of discussion, which is brothers underscore of underscore discussion and right now you can find the hottest meme on instagram of what it looks like when you stick your finger through your toilet paper oh my god sorry i'm plugging my instagram memes <laughs> that's what we're gonna um, plug <laughs> <laughs> we're also, a poop joke meme 
<laughs> We're also here thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, every team everywhere. That's the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, featuring shows like Tales with TR. Uh, apparently, Terry Ryan's got uh, his own booth going up in his house somewhere so we're all excited to uh, to get a more regular schedule from terry ryan um he's former uh, montreal canadians first round draft pick talking about the sport of hockey bringing on various guests and shares tales of his life and professional hockey career and uh every friday you got the ice analytics podcast uh we've got uh, stat guy on our discussion thread for the hockey podcast network or at least that's how everybody else refers to him uh, that was uh, at HockeyPodNet, and uh, I gotta I gotta throw a quick shout out. Last episode, if you didn't catch it, spoke with Andy Hammond of the Broadway Boys. Uh, if you are a fan of the Rangers, uh, check out Broadway Boys. Uh, he was also one of the guests on our Wrestle Kingdom uh, discussion about uh, about a month ago. Um, smart guy, and uh, we even though it was treated as like a preview for this, you know, the two games that are now past us, uh, we did at least get into some draft talk and uh some prospect talk so it's it was pretty good discussion um so head on over there if you want to get another perspective of a team that uh season their season is over uh but still <laughs> is on a two-game winning streak uh thanks to the red wings uh last, last shout out uh if you could support the show i'm gonna post this on our twitter account monday morning uh so there will be a link that you can just head on over to at bod hockey and find this but if you are looking for new hockey gear you can go to the NHL shop, one of our new affiliates with the Hockey Podcast yes. Network. What a huge surprise, NHL shop. We snared uh, them. The, the link will be nhlshop.775j.net slash Z, capital K-A-M-M. But I'm just going to post it on our Twitter. Uh, but if you use the code NHLFS39, up to 65% off on uh, select items on the NHL shop. So uh, check out at BOD Hockey for that link and use code NHLFS39 for the discount. Huge news. All right. It is a big deal. Uh, Lesser news. Red Wings. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt, I know usually we end the show with uh, a rousing round of who's in Pokemon? But, Matt, you've been up since five. Uh, the Red Wings have uh, underwhelmed here after their nice weekend in Coca Cabana. Uh, man, we're going to open the show with who's that Pokemon? Who's ready? Yay. Now, usually what we do is cherry pick uh, some words out of Jeff Blaschel, um, and Matt has to try and guess which player Blaschel is talking about. However, this wonderful quote it cannot go unread. Uh, it did not come from Jeff Blaschel. It came from a current Detroit Red Wing. Matt, it's, I think it epitomizes the entire season, and especially these past two games. Yeah. Um, Matt, I hope you're buckled in. This is maybe my favorite quote of the whole year. I didn't even have to doctor it. Sometimes I have to doctor them to make them a little funny. This is just <laughs> funny on its own. All right? That's good. Sometimes I have to do a funny voice or put some inflection. Oh my god this i'm so excited for you to try and pick this all right here we go you ready ready <laughs> it wasn't the first time i missed a good scoring chance i'm sure it'll happen in the future as well <laughs> is that it that's it 
It's got to be Philpola, because he had another, like, empty net shot that he completely <laughs> boned in the last couple nights. Matt, first guess, the straight continues. Woo! Matt, you are so good at picking Pokemon. <laughs> well, he's got a knack this year for actually blowing up on social media for his missed goals. Um, if if any contract sign, like, think about <laughs> Iserman comes in. Signs Philpola, who was also <laughs> joining him down in Tampa Bay for a while. Yeah. And I I think at this point, like, I think Eiserman should talk with Philpola and say, all right, cut it out. Like, we're good. <laughs> we're in last place. Thanks it's for getting done. us in the news again. Uh, go, ahead, <laughs> go ahead and bury a few of those. I mean, it's really funny. You know, everybody likes right. the, <laughs> the Friday night low lights on ESPN. But come on. All right. It's. It's the fiftieth time you've done this to us this season. Now come on. Yeah, it's at, at first like we were joking that it was just part of the the game. Like that was part of him being signed was that he, he was in agreement with Eisman. All right, I'll blow this season for you, no problem. Uh, but doors, apparently, behind closed doors, Phil, Phil, I'm gonna need you to miss every shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to get that top pick. I need you to look ridiculous every night. And I Phil wonder. Will, yeah, I wonder if like once March rolls around and we're we're thirty points back, <laughs> then Philp is just surely, gonna turn surely it on now, and tear uh, up the league. Steve, can I bury a few of these? I don't know. I'm not feeling good. We're still at <laughs> thirty five points of the number two. Then we'll be making these arguments that he needs a three year extension after <laughs> the next season. And oh, remember how good he was in March? We could use that in April and May. Um. All right. So. <laughs> At least that woke us up a little bit. Um, we're we're gonna go t- since we talked the five most pressing matters. We got a double dose of uh, New York Rangers games, so that that's that's a couple points. Uh, yeah, I, got, I got my fill of Rangers. I've had enough. I, it's too much. They're way too. They're they're way better than us, which doesn't that doesn't raise the bar because a lot of teams are. But man, two goals in two games, huh? Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, the the Red Wings definitely didn't get their fill because. Um, I mean, I guess the only fill they got was the thousandth game out of Philpola, uh, because they couldn't get anything past either goaltender or the Rangers. So, uh, you have, so this is the part of the discussion I had with Andy Hammond was, was his excitement on, uh, Igor Shesterkin. Uh, this is his third game of the season and he looked like he's ready to go. Uh, the, the scuttlebutt in New York is, is it time to hand things over to Igor? That was some of the articles I saw popping up as like pregame, uh info i i will just warn new york don't trust this game don't trust what you saw that didn't mean anything uh give them give them another 10 games that aren't against the red wings and then make your judgments but uh all all joking aside he he did he did look pretty great um because we we still we still did an okay job of of going 50 50 with uh with the puck possession but what i really enjoyed seeing was the adjustments that blashell made in game two making it just a one to nothing game uh because if you look so this this is a combo game one panarin one goal one assist He, he his line uh pretty much dominates they 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 controlled the puck 70 percent of the time which is that's just insane but then i'm taking a look at the numbers for game two and at first, I was like, oh my god, what a great game that Erickson had, Christopher N., uh, Giovanni Smith, and Justin Abdelkader. Why? 
Well, Mike, they led the Red Wings, in percentage at least, of uh, possession. I couldn't believe it. And then I took a deeper look <laughs> at those numbers. Um, obviously, all of those guys were at the bottom of the list for minutes. Uh, Erickson with the least amount of minutes for all defensemen in that second game. And with those awesome possession numbers, Mike, they started all of their possessions in the offensive zone. So at not a single point in that second game, did Blaschel allow Erickson and Giovanni Smith or Justin Abdelkader? And it, it had, we have to probably throw Bowie in there too, but they were not allowed to start in the defensive zone when it was five on five. Um, I just love... I, I love thinking about that. I love how, like, it is possible to keep these games close and the sacrifice we have to make is to make our first line play, like, 30 minutes and have them try and stop the Panarin line, which has just been... I mean, Panarin right now, Mike, uh, for anybody that's not paying attention, he, he could easily be in the Hart Trophy conversation. If if Connor McDavid gets in the, the Hart Trophy conversation every year when the Oilers finish last... Panarin certainly is far and away the best hockey player on the Rangers. And for whatever success they've seen so far this season and how many points he has, um, he he really should get, if this continues and he gets in that top three conversation or stays in the top three, uh, Panarin should 100% be in the MVP conversation. So with that being said, Blaschel nearly coached a win i'm gonna make that argument bernier's coming back from injury so we can't just look at it and go well bernier was back in yet he's, he's back from injury so he's not he can't be a hundred percent ready to go but right. he's still like we he had such a great game plan he only allowed the one goal and then <laughs> blashel just said fuck it <laughs> nobody's going out there but my top line uh heroner finishes i mean i i joked around and said 30 minutes but this this is impressive heroner finishes um, I'm calling him Heroner because that's our boner joke. Heronic finishes with, with almost 26 minutes. He's seven seconds shy. Wow. This is insane. For a guy as young as Heronic, I I mean, I don't know how you couldn't help but have a Heroner. But uh, for all the complaints <laughs> about Blaschel, I think this is where he said, fine, you want, me to, you want me to fucking learn from the game before? You want me to coach this to, to keep it close? Fine. Five guys go out there, that's it. <laughs> like... I still, for all the complaining that uh, Red Wings fans do, and I know it's it's probably easier to to rag on Blashill and say it's all his fault, yeah. but it real. I mean, this is the proof. There is no talent, and the only way he can keep the game close for another team that's going to be in the running for Alexi Lafreniere, the only way is to keep a fourth of your lineup off the ice. I just. And I love to, the way I found these statistics um, and to kind of analyze what Blaschel did for the game was me going, wow, look at Erickson's numbers. He did pretty good. And then to just take one more step and click one more button and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this was basically you, you, he's made that decision in the second game and why we got shut out. So I, I, Obviously, Lundqvist is a net. Um, I think the Rangers did a little bit of um, 
maybe doing the exact same thing that that Blaschel was trying to do and playing tighter on the on, on the middle six. But um, essentially, when when you take that top line and and say, all right, your job is to stop Panarin, um, they didn't really get anything done offensively, and and you 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 go Larkin, Rodick, uh, Ch- uh, well, I guess. Yeah, I guess Chalowski's going to fall on this too. We've got Philip Sedina, Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, I mean, those are your bottom five guys in possession in that one to nothing game. So that was that was Blaschel, you know, playing that game. Remember in, in like elementary school, you had to uh, you had to figure out, you know, this guy's good at at flipping cheeseburgers. Uh, <laughs> this guy's good at wrapping them. Uh, but if if you have the guy. <laughs> You know, if he can do 50 cheeseburgers and wrap 20 burgers in uh, five minutes, but this guy can do, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to stop trying to explain. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. So, I kind of wanted but, more examples. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to bury myself and go, now what would be a good way to actually put this together? Uh, I really wanted that, to hear you say, like, Abdulkader, he's really good at rehydrating dehydrated onions. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. But go ahead. Sorry, you're on a roll. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just put the pieces where they there. fit. I mean, yeah, this it was like an admission of, well, if I let you boys go off the leash, uh, we get shellacked four to two. If we buckle down, and you know, we basically play uh, the movie Three Hundred, and we just kind of form a defensive wall, maybe we won't get blown out. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, the the strategy worked. Um, right to, is to it a, a point is it a and... success of the red wings no is it maybe proof that Blashell's looking up you know at the uh press box at you know Iserman and being like see see this is what i have to work with <laughs> in classic are... matt fashion see see i told you and then there's there's the proofs in the pudding matt no i i love that point because it's almost like him going well here's my coaching options <laughs> I either have this first line play defense or I have them, you know, run free and try and score. And yeah. you and I have talked, we've seen the games where they've absolutely dominated in possession and we've lost like five to one. So here's where that first line <laughs> has a job. They're going out there anytime Panarin's out there and trying yeah. to, uh, to stop them. Right. I should say, I mean, there's a good chunk of talent, uh, at least on the forward side that that they could be in charge of stopping and uh that that was that was their job against the rangers and and the game stayed close i think if uh maybe they don't get that power play goal in the first period you know i think you're hoping for like a point in overtime or a shootout win yeah i uh, i just wish but, that blashell after the game two shutout that he had a victory cigar because i think that that <laughs> that strategy <laughs> paid off so well to prove that he does know what he's doing a little bit. And he's not the complete nightmare that, you know, we sometimes tease him about and like, how are we going to give this guy uh, uh, more time as a Red Wing coach, knowing he's been here for this horrible uh, right. set of years in a row. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a, it's an objective thing to point to that maybe it's player related. <laughs> maybe it's not, you know, necessarily all Blashville. So and, this is a good example. Only- and and I, I figure if people have been listening to the show, you could get angry at us for continuing to like rag on folks that are so particular on Blashill and his choices. Um, the only point we're trying to make is there is absolutely no rush in bringing in a new coach. Um, <laughs> no, I I, uh, I just I don't know. I can't I can't make that point enough. I I see no benefit 
of getting rid of Blashill at this point. Uh, it's really just going to cause another headache for the GM who's right now. I would love to know that Iserman is only focused on trying to get as many first round picks and second round picks for this upcoming draft and then scouting to figure out who's going to round out this power play, who can play this year, who's going to, you know, figure into the lineup in maybe two to three years so that we can kind of move out a guy like Philpla or figure out how long I got to sign Robbie Fabry because I got to have an extra forward on the second or third line. Like, focus on that because a new coach isn't going to do diddly squat. All right, we did it. We we talked about that that Rangers. Uh, I don't know. I won't. I won't call it a debacle. I was about to say that, but uh, you know, it, it's just proof that no matter what coaching decision or game plan they come up with, there just yeah. isn't enough talent here to uh, to just talent out a win. So, coaching changes aren't necessary. All right, we've made that point. I'm done. Uh, hats off to Bernier though. Even even with that decision, where I, I am saying. Playing it a little bit tighter, having the first line have a specific assignment instead of trying to score, and you you do still get you get a great result for Bernier. Um, so I I just like this idea too that we are. I, I was worried we weren't going to have like too many trade pieces, and at the beginning of the season I was like, oh man, Jimmy, get him out of here. Now we got Bernier, so <laughs> there's still yeah. still some options, and and maybe another option, Mike. The Detroit news, as you brought up. Uh, labeled Robbie Fabry as a good asset. And we've talked about this before, but um, I don't know. I That was my my first thought when you read that, but you laughed. Do you? Well, I just, I thought it was, uh, wow, what a, what a hot take. Uh, the only guy on our team who scores uh, might have some value. Wow. I was uh, oh, really digging I... deep into the uh, bag of tricks yeah, there. You know? Just about as creative <laughs> on a on an article story as... Uh, I guess as you can't really well, blame lose him. Again. You can't really blame him since we, you know, we're struggling ourselves over here. But, Matt, I think uh, that's a discussion point. Because um, when you make a trade, right, essentially... either you know trade a bunch of assets for a star right or it's a guy on a contract year so you're doing a rental and you're giving up less you know because he's only going to be there a few months um bernier's contract you know he's still got one more year after this year he's got one more horrific nightmare year as a red wing before he can ride off into the sunset and live a happy life again you know like thanos out in the fields just you know growing his crop of kumquats or whatever he wants to do Uh, so my my question is Matt, of these two guys, I don't know if it's a question of, whew, like, who who would give you more? But would the Red Wings be able to, like, survive after trading one of these guys this season? Because you're either trading Bernier, who has a lot of value right now. Um, he Like, he looks like a competent goalie with our uh, defense. Or you trade Fabry, who's only 23 and rocking and rolling this year with the the St. Louis Blues shackles are off. Uh, but obviously, you know, since he's been here, he's one of our best players um, offensively. And it you almost shudder to think what, you know, how many goals we'd have this season without him. So as far as the future, that is the main thing. This season is lost. But if you're going to look at this season and go, Ooh, you know, we get, oh man, we're getting like an offer for a first rounder for Bernier. Ooh. But in essence, wouldn't you be maybe drafting a goalie, Matt? I don't know. So if you had to pick one, 
to get rid of. These are two of our more valuable players at this at this juncture. Who would it be, Bernier or Fabry? And and the idea is I can only pick one because that's there's a team that's interested in one guy because honestly I'd drop them both like right now. Uh, and I trade all three of them just to know I had one extra first round pick. I put them all in the same trade. I that like that. This first round is so valuable. I do that unless the game is the the I don't know the other team only wants one of them. So I'm I'm deciding which one do I think will help us more in the future. Then uh, yeah, I think I I think the easy answer is Fabry. Uh, only because you've got the difference in age and Bernier's 31, Fabry. Fabry is now 24. Um, oh, was he 24? He had his birthday? He had his birthday. Um, Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I think I think you could still get this guy and have a, uh, a contract talk and say, hey man, uh, we took a chance on you, but there's still a lot of... Uh, data on your ability to stay healthy so here's what we're gonna give you like i I think there's that conversation where um you know i think bernier would would turn around and go look at what i did in front of this dog shit team or behind this dog shit team (laughs) yeah what a resume you know uh yeah like i and i think there's there's a better trade piece there i think fabry you get um you get a second or third rounder and with Bernier, I think there's still the conversation of, of a first, but I, I, I right now would struggle to pick which team like <sighs> it would have been nice if the Sharks stayed competitive so that we could go, you know, Hey, we got Jimmy and Bernier and um, you know, they're just so far out of it. Just struggle with Martin Jones and try and I don't know. They, 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 they're still in that realm where, uh, you know, they're yeah, like getting who, a first round yeah, pick. That's a good point. Like who, who is Ottawa. a Bernier away from a Stanley cup? <laughs> <laughs> well, like Pittsburgh's been ragging on Matt Murray. Um, but I, I still like, I, if I were Pittsburgh, I, I, I think they're more interested in an Athanasiu. Um, I don't know. Uh, Gosh, it's it's unbelievable to me that Toronto is back in the top half of the league. Uh, stupid Toronto. God, they don't deserve it. Maybe... I don't know. Even, like, you would have thought Columbus at the beginning of the season, but now they, they just have... They're just pulling out goalies out of their ass, and now they're doing fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to, to peg. I mean... Um, Maybe Florida, if they feel like they need that extra push, and I don't know how much money though they want to actually put into the goaltender position. Um, they just they they've they've had their struggles after throwing ten million down in the off season, and now they can't really still seem to get any consistent play. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tough, and I am kind of only looking at the Eastern Conference right now. But then over in the West, I mean, it's it's still not much easier to pick who you're going to trade with, and then you also got to make sure that there's a a worthwhile first pick and or a first rounder. I I just yeah, there might there might not be enough out there um, to move Bernier. So that then the only conversation is is moving Fabry. So there there's a lot of uh, variables, I guess, to go into this. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And and when you look at these teams that are in the top half of the league, I mean, what part of the reason is always their goaltending. So, 
That's why I, that's why I think at the beginning of the season when I was begging them to trade Jim Jimbo, um, you know, it, it was too it's too far out now, but uh you know, you kind of lose those opportunities as the season goes along and teams start to figure things out or they try their own farm system. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It's uh <clears throat> I I think uh I think right now <clears throat> Do you think he has like Robbie? Do you think he has the most value to us? Because like even <laughs> these these weird backhanded compliments by Blashill, they're my favorite. Uh, talking about Fabry, he's he's quote he's Fabry's not a real big guy. He's not really fast. He just has to he's, he's so he has to play competitive. Um, he can't play cautious. He's done a pretty good job of not being cautious. Um, so I guess he's not a huge guy. I don't know if, you know, in the NHL, it's necessarily, you know, a super valued body type that he has. Uh, so it kind of seems like, well, he's getting points. So that's where his value is. You know, it's, it's never going to be a thing where he's, um, you know, leading the four check or anything like that. He's, he's out there cause he, you know, he's, he knows how to score. So I, with his age, I don't know. He's still got time to develop, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, d- definitely. Uh, I just, yeah, this this conversation definitely is <laughs> circling the drain. I think the points have been made. Uh, either one of these guys can leave the team for me. Um, it depends on what you're getting. I don't want them leaving the team just to get like a fourth or fifth round pick. That no. doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, we're not getting it. We're not getting. We're not benefiting in a season where we still have twenty eight points and we're twenty points behind. You know the thirtieth place team. So th- there's no reason. I'll, I'll keep saying this. There's no reason to keep most of these guys. Uh, so if if it's the choice between the two, I'll package them both together and just say sayonara and uh, we'll be fine. Uh, a, a replacement of a Robbie Fabry. And what our four or five year time frame? Absolutely, it can be done. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fair. I, uh, I so guess. Let's... Yeah, you know what? I guess what? I guess that's a good point because then you're looking at you know if you keep both of these guys and you look at next season, you know you're like a, a a D minus instead of an F. Whereas this season, if you can just totally be a, a super F, anything of value, it's a it's just a Red Wings you know hot ticket sale. Anyone you want, you can have them. Outside yeah. of Larkin, it'd have to be a you know mortgage your future kind of deal. Um, just really bottom out anything you got, and then we're gonna use our scouting to be back in a couple of years. It just means that if you if you do if you totally f bomb f drop out of this season, whew, next season's gonna be tough too because you can't get you know twelve good players in one off season. I'd be almost uh, uh, just unprecedented. I, I don't think that that's ever happened. Well, because of all of our hemming and hawing, we are now close to our, our done time for the episode. So let's just throw out a quick good job, Phil Plug, getting his thousandth game. Um, and we already talked a little bit about what his maybe his, his uh, secret role was on the team. Uh, but if if it's not, uh, I'll just I'll throw out there my opinion. And, you know, I, I, I questioned, like, do we feel bad for Phil Plug? Like... Nah, he's getting paid a lot of money. 
Yeah, that's where kind of my head was at. So that, that's the nice, easy, quick answer. All right, everybody. Well, Mike, you've got a piston game to get ready Hold to. Hold on, we didn't uh, get say ready favorite for... Filippola moments. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. What's your favorite I had, Filippola I moment? I had two. Two. I, yeah, Number I like one, Filippola, bleached hair, came back. Awesome. Great look. Uh, a lot of Red Wing players. Uh, a lot of hockey players have the same colored hair, but Filippola, he is on a bleached island on his own. And Matt... My number two Philpola moment was the former uh, in-stadium announcer, uh, Bud Lynch, stumbling over Goldman. <laughs> There's nothing more more appropriate than you stumbling, than stumbling over, over the, the <laughs> He just brings it out in you. Um, <laughs> that was my two moments. Matt, if you have a single Philpola moment. Oh, actually, I... three. Because he had that great quote about missing nets. So I have three, my top three Philpola moments. Well, I like that you redefine the word moment. Um, <laughs> That's what we do here. You just here. have, like, Philpola things, I think, is what <laughs> you picked here. My three favorite uh, facts. How about that? No, I, I once I saw what you wrote down as your two moments, I thought it was uh, my You're jealous, because those are your two favorite. Well, I was like, oh, I guess we're not... I don't have to actually come up with anything. Uh, no, I, those I mean... those are the best ones. That's what we're getting at. Who right, actually but. has a Philpola moment? Um, I don't know. Maybe Tampa Bay. Uh, so that's our show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Mike, get ready for your Pistons game. Um, I've got... I hear a crying baby upstairs, so I think i got to go run and help. So that's what I'm trying to wrap up. But uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, enjoy more uh, losing uh, as we... Roll along. All right. Bye, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Find us on Twitter at bodpodcast. And, of course, we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States. The Brothers of Discussion are covering it. So if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody